podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Bringing you the latest NFL news and insights from the perspectives of two diehard fans. Join your hosts, Grayson Jenkins and John Hammerly, as they dive deep into the world of football. Along with a special focus on the New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some football talk with Jenks and the Hammer. And here we go, here we go! What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Hope you guys had a good weekend. It's Monday morning. We are officially three days away from the NFL draft. Draft week. Let's draft go. Week. Let's this go. is awesome. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off with some um, NFL draft news. CJ Stroud, we're going to get into it. And today, the main portion of the episode, we're going to be breaking down our top four um, safeties, corners, and offensive linemen of the NFL draft. So let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right, guys, getting right into it. We had a lot of news this weekend with CJ Stroud. Uh, the S2 tests were revealed. The scores were revealed this weekend. Um, we had a lot of high scores and then a low score that was really surprising around the NFL that may drop someone's draft stock a whole lot. So at number one, we had Bryce Young with a 98%, which is extremely high. Um, so more and more, it's going to be more likely that Bryce Young is going to the Panthers at number one. Yeah, and it then, seems like a lock at this point. Yeah, like, I mean, these scores and his performance on the field for Alabama and big moments and any just, games, really. Let's give it. Let's give the people a recap of what this, like, test really means. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, it's not that much of, like, an IQ, right? It's, like... It's more of a reaction. Reaction. Like, to, to, like, I distractions, mean, everything kind of, like, like that, that a quarterback may face in an NFL game. Yeah. Um, basically, it's kind of like a... a a coach's guide to like how, how their quarterback is going to react to certain situations. Mm-hmm. It helps the court, like a bad score by all means is not good for a quarterback, but a good score doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be like, he's going to perform well in the NFL. Um, like the, it's more of the mental side, but again, the quarterback still needs to have that physical side and be able to actually perform on the field as well. Um, so the surprising score that I had for you guys is CJ Stroud. Um, normally, I would have guessed probably this guy was going to get above, you know, maybe 80. Se- yeah, 75% of up, you know. If you're a top five draft pick, that's what teams expect. If you were to tell me this guy got a bad score, I'd say, hey, you probably got like a 50, you know. He got an 18% out of 100. If you think about that, that is horrible. Like that is just bottom, 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 bottom feeder of the – of this test. And uh, I don't really know how NFL teams are going to react, but I think all the fans out there are reacting like this guy is either a little bit slower than all, all the other quarterbacks or he's got something wrong with him. But I think maybe he's just a bad test taker, like old hammer here. But, yeah. Know. He could be like you, John. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know, but, I don't know. but I, I think, uh, you know, I think this, these, this might cause some NFL teams to back up on him. You know, they might bounce him down their draft board a little bit and, Anthony Richardson could come up to that number two spot as a quarterback. Um, but I, I really think he's still going to be top 10. I don't think he's going to fall out of the top 10. I saw some people talking, hey, this might drop him out of the top 10. But, you know, I, I really don't think it's going to do that. He's had two like two good of performances on the field to impact his draft stock that much. But, uh, you know, I really, I really think CJ Stroud should still go number two. Uh, I think, you know, I think teams are putting a little bit too much in this. Fans are putting a little bit too much into this. But we'll see on draft night. 
Yeah, I still think he goes. I think he goes top five still. Yeah, definitely I think top five. He drops a tiny bit, but I, I, I mean, you guys are gonna find out Wednesday night when we release um, our mock drafts for the, you know, for the upcoming draft. Um, but I see him as the number three quarterback taken off the board. Who do you but think? I think uh, we won't. We'll wait for. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait for. But Wednesday, I think he's going to be in the top five. So yeah, you know, I th- and I think the big thing we talked about was that the Texans were already possibly thinking about C.J. Stroud not being their quarterback, at least at yeah. the number two spot. Maybe if he Texans falls to him at are not twelve, sold. they're not sold. But yeah, I don't think they're sold on him like the like Bryce Young is sold to the uh, Panthers. So I'm really interested to see if the Texans select him at number two. Um, we'll see. All right, guys, before we get into our next segment, we got an exciting news news uh, story for you guys. Mike Florio out of PFT is uh, reporting that there's trade or there's talks around the league that Anthony Richardson may go number five to Seattle, which is wow. Wow. a big, big news drop before uh, before draft night a few nights from now. Um, you know, I really think that Anthony Richardson may go late top 10. But I don't see him going number five. We talked about it. It's definitely a possibility, um, but I don't know his like his bust potential is a little bit higher than his boom potential. So I'd say that like, you know, I, I really don't expect him to go that high. I think he might end, end up at seven with the Raiders somewhere we can develop a couple years, but um, I'd be interested. And he also could develop behind uh, Geno Smith. So yeah, in Seattle. we'll see. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I mean, my prediction, I think Anthony Richardson is going to, um, some team's going to trade up to go take him. Um, that's my prediction. I think, you know, like we just heard with C.J. Stroud, um, his stock is kind of dropping a little. Mm-hmm. Probably means that Anthony Richardson, um, his you know, his stock is rising. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out. Can't wait for Thursday night. All right, guys, hopping right into our first position of the draft. Uh, we got our four top safeties. Uh, John, number four, get right into it. Number four, we got Jamie Robinson from Florida State, 5'11", 203 pounds. At the combine, he ran at 4.59, so kind of slow, but he bounced back on the bench press with two, 23 reps. So that's that's pretty impressive for a safety. Mm-hmm. For sure. um, but like I said, with that with that 40, that was a that was a real theme for these safeties in this um, in this draft. No one ran good times. Um, really not a, this. You know, it's not a good safety class. That's just yeah, it's, it's not the it's best. Not. It's, it's like not. it's it's pretty average, I'd say. Yeah. Like, like our, our, the number one guy we have in the league, he's probably gonna be a nickel, right? He's not really a, he's not really a deep safety. We're gonna get into that later, but not a good safety class. No one ran any good times. But Robinson, he plays with great energy, good motor, uh, flies down the field, good tackler. Um, he's not a bad blitzer too. Uh, he can also play nickel. Uh, fights through the hands of the receivers well. Uh, he's a bit undersized, but all in all, he's going to be a really good player. Um, he's probably going to be a day two guy, probably yeah, third round, day two, maybe late second, third. I think third round, maybe fourth, if you know safeties, you know if they fall a little. But third round, fourth round, Jamie Robinson. Yeah, at number three, we got a solid guy. Um, nothing like insane, like John said. Like none of these guys right off the board are like these are day one instant like stars at safety like it's not one of those classes but number three i got Sidney brown from illinois he's gonna be a, a 510 211 pound safety so he's a little bit shorter than like but i mean 
guys like uh, Buda Baker, I believe he's relatively shorter. Um, Tyron Matthew, uh, these guys can prove that like smaller safeties and height doesn't really matter at the safety at the NFL level. Um, if you got it, you got it. Like that's what matters. But Sidney Brown ran a four four seven forty, and he benched twenty three reps, which is it's solid. Like it's nothing insane, but these are solid numbers for a safety at the NFL level. Um, he's a physical safety. He, he likes getting up on the in the box. He's also a ball hawk, though. He had six picks last season. You know, this guy can do a little bit of everything. So I really like him. I think he's solid. I think he's going to be a starter wherever he goes. Um, but again, like I said, I don't know if he's going to be like a star. Like he might not be a Tyron Matthew level guy. That's like, holy crap, he's recognized around the league. But this guy could be solid in a year or two. So I'm going to see where he goes. Uh, his trouble, though, is he uh, isn't the best with uh, wrapping up. Like he's good at tackling, but sometimes he'll miss that wrap up or his arms won't just, they just won't wrap around the tackle. So he might miss a few, but he's relatively solid. And uh, he has poor footwork at sometimes, which I mean, that's something that can be coached, which is a great thing for teams. So if you see like foot, the thing like footwork or something like that, it's something that teams can coach up. So I think Sydney Brown's going to be like a day, day two, uh, or I'd say early day two pick uh, mid to mid to early second round. Um, and number two, this guy's one of the most intriguing safeties, I'd say, in, in my opinion. Um, his name's Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. He's a six foot two, 198 pounds. He ran a four five two forty. But here's here's the interesting thing from his combine. He ran or he benched eight reps. Eight reps. And and for you folks who don't know, eight reps, the NFL level is very, very weak. Um I, I honestly that was like a typo or something on NFL.com when I saw it, but he had eight reps of 225. And in case you guys don't know, John's a bit of a bit of a musclehead, so you can probably do like two or three times that at least. Uh, I did 235 for five reps. And for you guys that don't know me, I'm a six foot, or I'm not even six foot. I'm five foot nine. I'm 160 pounds, soaking wet. So I'm a small guy, and I can bench probably the same amount of reps of 225 as an NFL safety. So you know, that's an intri- intriguing thing right off the bat for NFL teams to look at. Um, however, this guy's physical on the field, which looking at those numbers, you wouldn't he know, can but hit. he can hit. He can hit. Like you see him on, on tape. This guy brings, he brings the hit to the every single offensive player he goes at. He's going to run down and he's going to keep his feet moving. He's going to hit him backwards. So um, I'm really intrigued. Uh, he also is good at covering in the slot, but it's more of the slower kind of guy, slower slots. Uh, to bigger tight ends, that's who he's good at covering. So if the guy, like a speedy, speedy slot, like Rashid Jaheed of the Saints, you know, had to plug that in there a little bit. If he's lined up against them, I'd take Christian that matchup Watson. every day. Yeah, I mean, Christian Watson, either of them, you know, like they're torching a guy like Antonio Johnson because he's just not, he's not quick enough to keep up with him. Um, yeah. So I think this guy, I think he's going to be a late day one pick. He's, I've seen a mock there. He might be an early second round. Um, but I've also seen a couple mocks where he lands on the Saints. But I don't think the Saints need him. I really don't. No. We signed Lonnie Johnson Jr. Um, we signed Jonathan Abram. You know, I really think that, like, I think safety is not a position of need unless they draft a guy maybe late. If they really like a guy late, sure, but I, I just don't see it happening. So, yeah. yeah, well, the Packers, they are a team that needs a safety. And this next guy could be that guy, even though I don't really see him as a deep safety. Just with his skill set. But number one, we got Brian Branch uh, from Alabama, six foot, 193 pounds at the combine, ran a four, five, eight, nothing great, plays way faster than that. And just with his skill set and the way he plays, I mean, this guy can hit too. 
great tackler. I saw something like he only missed, I don't know, in that three years playing or something, he only missed like eight tackles or something like that. He's awesome in the open field. He really plays that nickel for Alabama. And that's where I would play him too in the NFL, right? I mean, if you don't have much experience playing deep safety in college, you know what I mean? You're not going to come over to the NFL and, and do that be a deep safety. and play against Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. Um, I don't see him like that. You know, he struggles in coverage a little bit, flat-footed. Um, another big thing, too, which jumped out on film, he can blitz. He yeah. he comes off that edge. And that's valuable in the NFL, yeah. It's big. So I love him in the nickel. You let him man up, tight ends, you know, backs, curl flat. Let him just, you know, zone in the flat. Like, I love that for him. That's where he's going to thrive. Um, he's legit like Buda Baker. He's like Buda Baker. Buda Baker number two. Yeah. But, you know, he's a little undersized, but I believe he's got extremely high potential to be a really good player in this league. I would love for my Packers to take him. Not at 15, though. If the Packers believe they like, trade up? No. They yeah, trade where, down. Where would they take him, though? 20s. Oh, 20s. so trade down from 15 and okay. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. I think I think 15 is a little too high for him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think 15 is a little too high for him because he's not even a true safety. Yeah. I mean, you could I mean, put him at safety, but here's the thing. The Packers don't even mean they need a nickel because they got Darnell Savage. They got Russell Douglas. They could stick in there. But, I mean, he's definitely someone I've seen come a lot in Packer mock drafts, uh, selecting mm-hmm. him at 15. I think if they really do like him, I'm fine with it. I love, you know, I'm, I was a safety. I love it. Kid can hit. Um, but I would definitely trade back into the 20s to go scoop him up. Yeah, and I and I think the intriguing thing about him is right now, like the, the first round is kind of, I see a lot of, a lot of uh, quarter, like a few quarterbacks, a lot of offensive edges. Line, offensive line. Offensive line. Edge. Corners, right now, like safety, yeah, corners. corners. Uh, safety is not Receivers. like, it's not the position of choice right now for the first yeah. round. No. So this guy could end up falling late in the twenties, uh, mid twenties, and yeah. and I'm honestly interested. If he falls to twenty nine, I can see the Saints picking him because at twenty nine, um, the Saints are like, we have that sort of availability where we can pick the best player available at twenty nine. So if he falls to there, I could definitely see the Saints picking him. It's their type of guy. Um, CJ Gardner Johnson, for you those who don't know, played on the Saints, loved him. We traded him because he was just kind of there was rumors that he was like not being good for the team you know he's kind of being a cancer in the locker room i don't really believe that because i loved him and that i thought he had a great personality but you know that's the sort of guy they like on defense a guy that can play the nickel play anywhere around the field yeah, that's what they want so army knife yeah yeah, yeah. so I, i'd be interested to see if the saints if he's there at 29 if we pick him yeah but um like you said um he's gonna go he's gonna go late first round there's going to be more tight ends taken in the first round than there will mm. be safeties, you know? Yeah. So that's just the NFL we live in today. All right, guys, our next position group is another secondary group. We got corners, which is a huge class for this, this draft. I think there's a lot of good corners. So this was a hard one to decide, really. There's a few guys that we could switch for four, maybe three. Like, There's a little bit of a debate there. So I'm, I'm interested to see how these teams – have these guys ranked on their draft boards. Uh, John, you got number four. Let's get right into it. Yeah, Deontay Banks for Maryland, six foot, 197 pounds, uh, ran a four, three, five at the combine. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. 
he's good with every coverage, really. A- every zone, um, every man. There's not a lot of weaknesses. Um, you know, usually you got a guy who struggles in zone, get that man, bad at man, get a, you know what I mean? So he, he, he can really do it all. Um, his lower body is very, very smooth. His back pedal, his weaving, it's really natural. Um, the bad, he's bad against hard route stems at the top and he gives up contain against the run. Um, we've been seeing him really climb up draft boards so Mm -hmm. he could maybe, maybe go end, end it first, but he will definitely be an early second round pick. Yeah. I mean, like we said, it really all depends on like the runs. Like we've talked about that through every single one of our, um, like our position rankings. If there's a run on these guys, like their, their, their stock could instantly bump up around, like maybe even two, like it just depends. So uh, we, um, but I mean, you know, we think there's a very good chance that all four, all four of these guys on the list is going to be taken first round. Yeah. Right. That's, that's what we're saying. And, And I think like, the crazy thing is like four, like Deontay Banks, like there's a couple other guys we could have put in there, like Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Like there's a couple other guys that we really like for the first round. So Thursday night's going to be madness for this, yeah. this position. I'm interested to see what happens. Um, at number three, we got Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. This guy is an amazing press corner. Like I'm a cornerback, so I, I know how hard it is to press. Like that's insane. It's the I think it's the hardest position in football outside of quarterback. Um, arguably, it could be harder than quarterback because you're going backwards. You're doing everything reacting to the guy in front of you backwards. Um, your footwork, your hands, everything comes into get out, comes into play. So, um, so this guy Joey Porter had a four four six forty. He had seventeen reps on the bench, which is pretty good for a corner. Like as you're pressing, like that's what you want. Like you want to have a strong press. Um, he's very very physical. Like I said, he uses his hands to make correct his mistakes in his footwork, which is a, which is a positive. Um, and he also uh, is tall. He's a taller corner, like six, two is so a little bit on that higher at like higher, higher at like t- height range, I'd say. So for a corner to be six, two, he's able to high point the ball. So if a quarter, a quarterback throws a high ball, he's able to swap at the guys, swipe at the guy's hands, knock it away or high point the ball and get a pick for himself. So uh, NFL teams want to see that. I think he's going to possibly climb up draft boards, even on draft night. Um, but the thing is, with his physicality comes some cons. So he uses his hands a little bit too much in coverage. On the press, he comes a little bit grabby. And in the NFL, a little bit of grabbiness, not good. You know what comes with those? Yellow flags. And refs these days love helping the offense. So corners that are a little bit too grabby aren't good. It's not It's not what the NFL no, wants these days. No, so no. Uh, like you saw Sauce Gardner last year, he had to wear ex- like extremely large gloves in a training camp, prevent the penalties so look what that did for him he was number one corner last year as a rookie so or number one corner rookie so um joey porter jr i definitely see him first round mid to mid to late first round i'd say yeah. i'm interested to see where he falls and what team he lands on yeah i think one, one of the big um landing spots that i've heard um if they don't take a tackle if a lot of the big time tackles get um picked in the top 15 is, is the steelers I yes, think the Steelers are a makes real possibility. There. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're picking 17, 18. So I think that's right in yeah, it's that mid, the perfect range for Middle them. ground, yeah. Yeah, because I think these next two guys are uh, going top 10. Yeah, so number two, and I agree with that top 10 statement, these two guys are studs. Like, 
John and I are gifted to have teams with studs at corners. So we've been able to witness it. Like Marshawn Lattimore, Jai Alexander, they're top five corners in the league, hands down. These guys Whoa, are great. Lattimore. No, Lattimore's top five. Easily. We're yeah, not getting two, we're not getting into the debate. He two was, years he was ago. healthy. No, he wasn't healthy this year and he still balled out. We're not getting yeah. into it. We're not getting into it. Right. Maybe another day later after the draft. Uh, so at number two, we got Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. This guy, um, I honestly said he could be the top top corner in the draft, but the other guy is so good that it's kind of not even. It's hard to it's a hard debate. Other guys uh, more physical. Yeah, exactly. But both guys, I think, are going to be studs. So Christian Gonzalez ran a four three eight forty, a forty one and a half inch vert. And had 11 foot, one inch broad jump. And as a corner, you want to have those athletic traits to you so you can make quick cuts. You know, you can do all this stuff super fast because footwork and everything like that on the line, first breaks as a receiver, if you can cover those and you can match those breaks, that's going to benefit you that much more in the NFL as if you have a good pass rush. If you don't have a good pass rush, you're kind of screwed, but um, that doesn't really matter for this. So um, Christian Gonzalez is great all around. I really think he is. He's extremely quick in all his cuts and breaks with receivers. He has great hips. He's great coverage. Um, his cons though, he, he just needs better ball skills, you know, breaking out, um, ripping at the hands. Um, coach David, our, our secondary coach always taught us to fight with the hands. So that's something we had to go through every single day at practice, but this guy, Christian Gonzalez could use some of that. So, um, really, like I said, just breaking up the ball with the receiver that's really all has to work on maybe some tackling um other than that i think this guy's a top 10 draft pick and i think he's gonna be solid for every team he lands on yeah and i think for these next two guys i think the two big landing spots are really um the raiders and the lions the raiders the lions maybe atlanta um wouldn't be surprised if maybe philly takes one but yeah um, but i think i think Philly, if he's still available, they might. No, go. never mind. Not Philly, because they brought back Bradbury and Slay. Yeah, they got both. But but those three teams right there, um, Philly. I mean, Detroit, the Raiders, and Atlanta. Those three teams. Um, that's where these two. You know, these two guys are gonna land somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So number number one, we got Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Um, five eleven, one uh, one hundred and eighty one pounds. Had a great year in twenty twenty two allowing a completion rate of just 34.9% and had 14 pass, pass breakups. Um, he flies down and runs support. He's a physical football player, especially at that corner position. Um, he's also matched at the catch point, fights through his hands, like you said, just like Gonzalez. Um, think about him, though. He's very handsy, especially in the first like five yards in coverage, which – is not good. It's going to lead to a lot of penalties, and he bites hard on the action, on action and double moves. And I'm a little concerned with the speed at the next level. I think that could hurt him a little bit, but he's awesome. He's going to go top ten, like I said. Raiders, Alliance, or Falcons, and yeah. All right, guys. Big last segment here, and I mean that literally. We got our linemen. Last group. Last group of last the position of rankings. The, let's go. You know, we're getting ready for the draft. Let's end it. If you guys listen to all these, we thank you so much. But here we go, linemen. At number four, I'm going to get right into it. We got our only guard on this list, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. This guy's big. He's six foot five, 330 pounds. He benched 23 reps, which is pretty solid. It's not anything insane for a lineman in the NFL, but it's still, it's it's solid. It's like average. Um, five three one forty, so he's a little bit slower uh, than. 
I'd like as a pulling guard or a guard that needs to get to the second level. So that's one of his cons is really just his speed. Uh, getting to that second level is a little bit of a struggle. He sometimes struggle, as I said, again, with agility and speed. He struggles with that, uh, with quicker pass rushers. You know, they sometimes get by him a lot faster. Um, but with his size, you know, he fills up gaps. Um, this guy, he has solid hands. He's smart with his assignments. Um, he's able to, he gets his hands on guys and he's able to, he's able to stop them from getting in. And, and that's really what a team cares about. And on pass, on run plays, he helps, his size helps him move these guys out of the way. Like on run plays, if he's blocking a guy out of the gap to the left or to the right, whichever way the run needs to go, he's going to do it. So this guy's going to be a great guard in the league. I can see him developing maybe a year or two behind like a starting guard and then becoming a great starter for whatever team he lands on. And I think he's going to be early second round, late first. That's where I see him falling, possibly to the Saints. Um, the Saints need a new guard instead of Andrews Pete. You know, we've kind of been battling with injuries over the last few years. The guy's solid, but he's not He's not anything insane. And I feel like young guards are more valuable than guards that are injured, guards that are kind of not available all the time. So this guy could be that for the Saints. So after a year behind Andrews Pete, he could step up. I'm going to just see if the Saints pick him at number 29. And then at number three, we got Anton uh, Harrison from uh, Oklahoma. This guy's a tackle. We got three more tackle or two more tackles after this. Um, he's six foot four, 315 pounds. And here's a crazy stat line. He had nine, uh, nine pressures allowed on uh, 447 attempts pass blocking, which is, I don't even know the math, but that's a great, great percentage. Um, he's good hands on the line. He doesn't catch. He's able to climb to linebackers and get to that second level, which is all NFL pros. That's what NFL coaches want. Uh, the cons, he's just not the strongest. His hands and his feet aren't really well connected as a lineman. That's important. So when you move your legs, you want to move your feet as well, get on that block. So he needs to get better at that, but that's all coaching. So I'm interested to see if he's able to do that. Uh, this guy's a first round pick as well. We really think there's a lot of tackles that are going to be picked in this first round. So it was hard for us to only have four linemen. Um, but these next two tackles are great as well. Yeah, this um, this is definitely one of the best position groups in this draft. Um, you know, the tackles are stacked. Um, two guys that just missed the list because we wanted to include more of the interior um, offense linemen. Um, Darnell Wright from Tennessee and Broderick Jones from Georgia. They're going to be solid guys. Yeah, they're going to be first round picks, maybe top twenty. I can really see like four tackles going in the top twenty. Yeah, I can. Uh, it's definitely a possibility, and like, um, e even five. You know, like we said, maybe we already five. got these three yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, and those two that we didn't even include. So, yeah, who knows? So, and number two, we got Paris Johnson Jr. From Ohio State, um, 6'6", 313 pounds. Um, he's awesome. The problems with him, though, not much pop on contact. I don't, I don't. He's definitely not the most physical lineman in this draft. Um, very average body control, and he leans a lot, which you know means you're gonna get. It's, yeah, it's not the best for a tackle, yeah. especially at the NFL level. Put on your face, yeah. Um, he's, like I said, he's going to go top 15, top 20. I've seen him mock to the Packers a lot at 15. Um, wouldn't mind it. You know, I'm hoping for JSN. Wouldn't mind it though. Got to protect Jordan Love, you know, but, um, but we'll see where he lands. Uh, number one, we got Peter Skronowski. Skronowski, yeah. Skronowski. Yeah. I spelled, I spelled it wrong. Um, from Northwestern, he's 6'4", 300 and... 13 pounds. 
Um, he needs to alter his past sets and hand attacks to become less predictable. Um, he struggles a lot at tackle. A lot of people think. A lot of people think. In. Yeah, a lot of people think he's going to be guard. Um, one scout said that he could see him being a Pro Bowl guard, and he would just be like an average tackle. So, yeah, and- like, that's very intriguing for teams because if you know he's got that versatility. You know, I mean, he might be the awesome at guard, but he's got so much experience at tackle mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's just big time. That's why he is going to be the first offensive lineman taken, um, really. Because yeah, I mean, he's, he, top 10. he's the best, but he could be. he's also got the versatility to play inside and outside, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going number nine to the Bears. That's that's kind of what that's I a great, th- think great, right now. Great pick, yeah, for, if, for Justin if Fields. N- if not, I mean, you would think Tennessee, Houston, but he, he's going to go top 12, I would think. Right. I think he has to. You know, I think he's too talented not to. And like you said, he has that versatility. And with NFL linemen who are getting hurt a good amount, I mean, it's hard to stay healthy when you're in the trenches like that, getting beaten around all the time. So this guy having that ability to go from guard to tackle, you know, that's what a team wants, especially with like the Bears. Um, Absolutely. They need yeah. all that protection for Justin Fields. Yeah. But I mean, I could see him getting taken first. And number 13, the Jets are definitely going to take an offensive lineman. A tackle. They need to improve that offense line, especially when they got Aaron coming to town. Um, oh, so, man. but there's going to be a run on tackles, believe it or not, um, early. And we just got an update right here. Levis has been is favored to go number two now to the Texans. Will Levis? Who said that? You know, bleach, bleach report. There's no way. I, I don't know. I think Will Levis is. There's no shot. I, I mean, Kentucky it is kind Kentu- of a Texans Kentucky, pick, but Kentucky QB is now plus one twenty five to be taken second, up from plus three thousand two weeks ago. Yeah, there's, there's just no. I, I don't. If Houston takes Will Levis no at two, it's a just, joke. I think D'Amico Ryan's is. I don't think he's dumb enough. So, I don't think so. I think uh, it's will come back Thursday morning, but yeah, I don't. Sure. I don't think it's be Will Levis. So. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. Um, we just I just wanted to say that, you know, like we said, this is going to be our last position rankings episode for the upcoming draft. Um, we got the mock draft coming out for you guys Thursday morning. Um, then Monday morning, we'll probably do a recap of the draft. And then after that, this, this um, channel is going to be uh, a lot more fun. It's going to be act, more active. We're going to get um, guest speakers on too. Uh, more debates, not really more rank- rankings, that kind of stuff. All that, yeah. all that kind of fun stuff for you guys. Yeah, not really breaking down players like this. Just did it for the draft, but um, it's gonna be a lot more active. Um, make sure to tune in for the mock draft. That's gonna be a big episode. But that being said, uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Jenks Hammer Pod. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube at Jenks Hammer Podcast. And if you watch on YouTube, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Please. Subscribe. We need it. Yeah, we had nineteen. Comment. We, we want to hear it. A little while. I know. Let's crack twenty for the draft. It's pretty sad, but yeah. And in case you guys didn't know, we're gonna do a live stream. It's gonna be hype. You know, John and I'm gonna try to do a live stream at least. Get it together. Try. Um, we're gonna try to have guests like all of our friends, all of our fans from different teams come in, react to um, their pick. Yeah, we'll send it out on Twitter uh, if we're able to do that for you guys. So uh, keep an eye out. Yep. <laughs>
thank you for tuning in to the Jenks and the Hammer podcast. Remember to leave a review and follow all of our social media pages at Jenks Hammer Pod for more content. Until next time, hoorah and go pack go. Sports Social Podcast Network.